Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The Big Exchange. We're reading from Psalm 30, verses 11 to 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. In recent times, I have not been able to stop thinking about widows. Some I know and some I don't know. I want us to talk today about the horrors of losing a loved ones. I want to bring some joy to some of my widow friends. Let me take you back to the story of Lazarus in John 11. Lazarus lived with his two sisters, Mary and Martha, and it is fair to say that this family had a great relationship with Jesus. Now let us pause here for a moment. Imagine the love between three adult siblings sharing the same home, how the ladies took care of their brother. Lazarus could have been the handyman, the guy who fixes things around the house. We know Martha to be Miss Hospitality 101, and Mary was a sister who knew how to prioritize. But they were Jesus' friends. Well, imagine Jesus got a message from them. If it were today, it would be a text message. Lord, the one you love is sick. That's it. Jesus knew who sent this message and he knew who the message was about. The purpose of the message was not for Jesus to send a sympathy card or promised to keep them in prayer. The girls elevated the purpose to number one on Jesus' list of to-do things that day. The girls were saying to Jesus, stop what you are doing and get here right away to heal your friend or brother or else he's going to die. That was not said, but Jesus got that unwritten part of the message. Well, Jesus did not go immediately for a specific reason, at least not that day. Jesus delayed the visit to this home in Bethany and in that time, Lazarus died. Four days after the death Jesus the healer, Jesus the friend of the family, Jesus the one who can do miracles, that same Jesus turned up late. How late? When the message went out, Lazarus was sick, and so Jesus was being summoned to come to heal him. But Jesus didn't, and he came after the man is dead and buried four days later. You cannot imagine the state that Mary and Martha were in. They were grieving the passing of their brother, and here comes Jesus four days later. How would you feel? Jesus, I understand that you had your hands full, and so you could not have come to heal our brother. We understand. Really? How about Jesus? Didn't you get the message? If you had come that day, Lazarus would have lived. We know that because we know you. But now you've come in the midst of our mourning four days later. Seriously? Couldn't you have just done this one miracle for us? I am so upset with you, Jesus. When you are in mourning for the passing of your loved one, it is possible that you question why God did not heal. In those moments, we really expect a huge miracle. But this time, the miracle didn't come. And here comes Jesus, peaceful and calm. I'm in the midst of mourning the passing of my brother who was buried a few weeks ago, a few days ago. I cannot stretch my imagination to see the purpose of Jesus turning up now. What is he going to do? We know of him raising Jairus' daughter, but that was died.
raising the son of the woman in Nain, but that was when they were on the way to the cemetery. I can see those miracles, but on this occasion, Lazarus is not only dead, this is not the day that Lazarus died, but he has been buried for four days. Forget about raising him up from the dead. It is impossible, and even if you try Jesus, his body has already started to decay, and he is super stink. Jesus, just leave me to my mourning because my brother is not coming back. Around me are people who have come to support us, to console us, to grieve with us, but nobody knows the pain of mourning that we feel and nothing human can ease that pain. But you are here. What now? The text says that God has turned my wailing and mourning and grief to dancing. Jesus went to the grave of the man who has been buried for four days, the man who has started to decay and smell. Jesus prayed and then said, Lazarus, come out. I am mourning my brother's death and Jesus expects me to believe that Lazarus is going to walk out of that grave? He did. And Jesus said, remove the grave clothes from him and let him go. We never read about what happened to the sisters, but I'm borrowing the words from the text. Immediately, the girls were first in shock, and then they raced towards their brother who just walked out of a grave, hugged him, started to rip off the yards and yards of grave clothes, rushed him up to the house to scrub him off. Lazarus is alive. Our mourning has gone, and we are now dancing and rejoicing and showing uncontrollable joy. My friends, Jesus may not bring your loved one back from the dead, but the real miracle is that Jesus turns up. He turns up in the midst of your mourning. Whatever he does is important, but the most important thing is that God shows up in the middle of your grief. God shows up because he cares. God shows up because he has heard your mourning. God shows up because he has come to release grace into your life. The presence of God dispels the mourning. Mourning has to give way to the joy and the comfort and the amazing impact of his presence. Imagine God turns up and the mourning ends and the dancing starts. The period of gladness begins. Watch you change from full-blown mourning and the next minute I see you jumping and dancing. What happened? Jesus has come and he takes your mourning and he gives you joy. If he has not arrived as yet, believe me when I say he is on the way to do what only he can do, to exchange your mourning for his gladness. Very soon, you will soon stop grieving and you will be dancing. Just you wait and see. If this message has brought any element of comfort to you, share it with me in an email to friendofclyde at gmail.com.